Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to become your best self. Let's start today through speaking with industry experts, authors, and amazing individuals throughout the world who have a message to share. We are bringing you empowerment, inspiration, strategies, motivation that you can instantly implement in your life. And we're all about the whole person. We're all about ensuring that you become your best self as the whole individual and our six pillars of life. That's relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health. Again, we are honored to be here to stand alongside your journey in becoming your best self. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to bring to you Laura Gassner-Otting. She is the author of How to Ignore Everybody, Carve Your Own Path, and Live Your Best Life with the titled book, Limitless. She and I have an incredible conversation about what it really means to define success and how you can live your best life on your own terms. So not on anybody else's terms and not defining success by society and social media and other people, but by defining success for yourself. She is a globally toured professional speaker. She's been seen on the TEDx stage, the Today Show. She's the founder of Limitless Possibilities, a consulting firm, and she's done a ton of other incredible work throughout the U.S., including the White House, where she helped found the National Service Program AmeriCorps, in which more than one million Americans have now served. This is definitely an episode you do not want to miss, so rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Laura Gassner-Otting. Laura, thank you so much for joining the Rise Up For You podcast. It is such an honor to have you on our show today. Hey, thanks for having me. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and all the great work that you're doing in your own words. Sure. So um, I spend my time as an author and a speaker. I spent uh, 20 years doing executive uh, search for nonprofit mission-driven organizations and interviewed about, uh, I don't know, several thousand people at major moments of career crisis points. And when I sold the firm that I founded to my team, I was asked to do a TED Talk and that talk got some attention and that attention got me offers to speak in places. And then I learned that you can actually have a job speaking in places. So I now make my career as a public speaker, a motivational speaker, and I'm um, wandering the globe, uh, bringing out the message of this new book. So tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, and to how you got to where you are today. I know you just mentioned that you you sold your firm, but we always like to uh, hear a little bit about how you got to where you were and what really defined the path that you're on now. So just tell us a little bit how you got into this current industry. So my path is a little bit accidental. Um, when I was in, when I was young, I was told by a teacher very early on that I I was very argumentative and that I should probably become a lawyer. And um, I was like in fourth grade or something. <laughs> you know, you won't be surprised to find out that as an argumentative kid, I told her she was wrong. But I still spent the next fifteen years creating an educational path that got me to law school. And in law school, I found myself um, realizing that I was in the wrong place. 
And so I, I heard about this guy who was running for president and saw a little video of him talking about this idea of community service in exchange for college tuition. And I thought, oh, that's an amazing idea that needs to happen. And I dropped out of law school and I joined then Governor Bill Clinton's very fledgling, small presidential campaign um, and ended up working in the White House in the office that created AmeriCorps, the National Service Program. Uh, so that was an accident. Four years later, I thought I was going to go back out on the campaign trail and uh, talk to my mentor. And he kind of gave me the news that only a mentor can give you, which is that uh, I was too young to uh, really do anything important. And I was too old to really get back on the campaign bus and eat cold pizza. And then I should maybe hide out and in a nonprofit for, for four years and then do something big on Al Gore's campaign. And I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I went to go talk to a headhunter and he said, ah, you don't want to do that. You should come work for me. I'll teach you everything you need to know about leadership and (laughs) and all the rest. And I went, okay, well, the guy that I'm dating is going to move to Boston, the jobs in Boston. And so I should take the job. So I took the job very accidentally became a headhunter. I worked there for about five years, learning from the best and the brightest about how to do this work in, in the way that is the you know smartest way possible. And then I had this moment of rage where I realized, wait, it's not actually the smartest way possible. I actually think there's a way to do this better and faster and with more authenticity and more integrity and more profits for 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 my for myself and my team and with with saving more money for our clients and we should do it differently. And I went with my sort of Jerry Maguire moment to my boss and he said, Yeah, no thank you. You can either stay and do it my way or you can leave. And so I left and I found in my own firm. And so I accidentally became a CEO. And then I ran that for 15 years. Um, we could talk more about that, but I ran that, built it um, into this 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 huge firm and we were super successful. And and when I sold it to my team, I I got asked to do this TED talk and then I accidentally became a speaker. So I would say that the theme that defines my career is probably adventure. It's probably saying yes to opportunities as they arise and then figuring it out later. Because if I were to decide back in fourth grade what I was going to be doing, I'd be sitting in a law firm right now and I wouldn't be doing all of this. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, because what you said is incredibly important, right? Taking the risk and then figuring it out later. Um, And I know that for many people, in particular women, this idea, or I would like to call it confidence, right, of just like having a belief in yourself, not necessarily having all the answers, but having a belief that you'll figure out the answer. It can be incredibly difficult for people, but I mean, you you have it. So speak to us a little bit more about that, because I really think that is the that defines someone's success, period, personally and professionally, is just having that innate intuitive feeling in yourself that you're going to be able to make it work regardless. So I think there's two reasons why we don't have it. And I agree with you. It's super important. And it really does define, you know, when I would interview people, I would look at them and it was the ones that had this reverence for their dream, for their goal. And it was such a reverence that they almost dared not speak it out loud. It was this thing that they really wanted more than anything else. And when they talked about it, they got sort of this hushed tone and they, they respected it. And those are the ones that I knew were going to do the hard work in the dark hours when nobody else could see. They were the ones that were, were, um, doing the extra training or doing the extra reading or running around the track an extra time or whatever it is that they needed to do to just be that much better. And not necessarily that much better than the next person, but just that much better than they were the day before. And I think that it comes down to two things. I think the first is this lack of confidence. I think that we think that we can find confidence by dreaming big dreams. Now, 
if you look at the, if you're standing at the, the at the ground level and you look at the top of a mountain, you go, I want to climb to the top of the mountain. And then what happens when you get to the top of the mountain? You actually see that there's four and five and six and ten other mountaintops that are even taller. And if you had set that goal from the bottom and said, I just want to be the top there, you don't really get there. And so I think this idea that if you can dream it, you can do it tells you, number one, set a smaller dream. And number two, I, I could dream I could be the queen of England all day long and nobody's bringing me tea and crumpets at 3 p.m. So I don't know that dreaming is anything that actually gets there. How do we have the competence and the, you know, to, 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 how, do, how do we have the confidence to dream big dreams? It's by having the competence. So if you decide you want to, if you decide you want to run a marathon, you're not going to run a marathon by deciding, but if you run a 5k, if you run your first mile and then you go, okay, I survived that. I can run 5k. And okay. I survived that. I can run 10k. And okay. I survived that. Maybe there's more. Every time you take a step and you put one foot in front of the other and you decide I didn't die. <laughs> and you actually learn something from it. You grow from it. And every time you start to displaying competence, you actually can develop more and more competence. So I always talk to young women and I say, look, the, the, the perfect antidote to, to, to being stuck is movement, is doing something. And in that something, you learn about yourself, what you can do and what you can do better. So that's the first thing I think is, is not just saying, I don't have, I have confidence or I don't have confidence. It's figuring out where you have competence and leaning into that to then developing more of what you can do. The second thing is I think and I think especially as women, we get very nervous about this idea of ambition. We want to have these big dreams. We want to have these big goals, but then we feel a little badly about having them. And, you know, ambition is, is a word that gets a really bad rap. You know, oh, she's so ambitious, right? Nobody ever says like, oh, he's so ambitious. They don't say that about men, but women especially, <laughs> right? We get yeah. the like, oh, I don't know. And so we have like, we, so, so we've subsumed our dreams to this more socially acceptable idea of faux humility. And I think that's just bananas, right? <laughs> we need to get rid of that. And, and here's what I say to women when they tell me, oh, well, I'm not so sure. And I feel badly about it. And I don't really know. And maybe somebody else, I ask them a very important question. Would having a bigger platform, more money, more knowledge, more network, more resources, a bigger voice, a, a higher powered office, more of whatever it is that you want, help you to do better for and show up more for the people that you love and the causes you hold dear? And the answer is always what? Of course it would. So it's not just your ambition, it's your responsibility. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit because you've, you've written this book, which launches in April. So, I mean, we're here, um, Limitless, and about how to really ignore what you're hearing around you, everybody, and really creating your own path, your own destination so that you can live your best life. And obviously that this speaks very true to Rise Up For You because we're all about becoming your best self, whatever that means to you. And I think that that is something that's really important that you are really redefining is success. Like what does success mean for you? Because everybody is com is completely different. So talk to us a little bit about the inspiration of your book Limitless that, that is launching here really, really shortly. And tell us, you know, what inspired you to write it and what, really what's the crux of it? So the book is based on what I saw over the course of 10 years uh, or 20 years rather of doing executive search, which is that as the CEO of my company, everybody who came across my desk was pretty much qualified. They were successful. The people who worked in my firm had already vetted them. So I spent 
I spent a lot of time over a decade, at least interviewing people that were at the top of their game and they weren't all happy. And I was really surprised at this idea that success didn't equal happiness. And as I started to really understand what it was, I started to look at my own career and I started to understand that when I was at that big firm, when I was in the corner office, when I made my way and I was working with the best and the brightest, I also wasn't happy. And it wasn't until I created my own path. You know, we have this idea that you have to either follow your passion or you're selling out. You either you either have purpose or your work is meaningless. You right. either have a perfect family like balance or it doesn't exist. Or, you know, you'll be happy when, which means you can't be happy now. We have these sort of bind ideas of success, which, which puts us in a place where you're either right or you're wrong. And, and the crux of the book is proposing a third path. And that third path is ignoring everybody else and deciding what success actually means to you. In 2013, I read Lean In and I knew that I was supposed to love it. I knew I was supposed to love it. And I just didn't. And it wasn't that I begrudged Sheryl Sandberg the privilege that she used to be successful. I mean, frankly, I did the same thing. I used everything that I had in my arsenal to be successful, albeit I had a few less zeros behind my, right. my name on my paycheck. But I used everything I had. And then when I got to the top and I went, huh. And what I realized was that my problem with Lean In wasn't how she achieved success. It was how she defined success. Success was like this one singular unflinching, myopic view of, 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 of getting to the corner office as fast as possible. When for all of us, it may be something different. It may be, it may be that you have two master's degrees and all you want to do is stay home and raise your kids. It may be that you're at home and you just had these kids and, oh my God, you can't get out of the house fast enough to go work on your career. And who's to say one is right and one is wrong? So the crux of the book comes from this idea that it's, it's, it is when we are limited by other people's ideas of success, what we need to do, what we must do, what we should do, we lose ourselves. And so the book comes down to in order to be limitless, we have to ignore everybody carve our own path and live our best life. And the way to do that is to figure out what gives us personal consonance, consonance being alignment, being flow, being harmony when what we do matches who we are. I think that what you're saying is so incredibly important and, and a very, very pivotal message right now, because this idea of success that people are getting from society, from media, from other influencers is, is actually very crippling. I've seen so many individuals, men and women and youth that have become so depressed because they're trying to chase this idea of success that's not necessarily theirs, but they think that this is what it needs to be. And it's doing the opposite effect of creating such an unhappy feeling within many people in our society today. Yeah. And, and it's almost like organ rejection, right? So, you know, if, if, if somebody early on in your life said the way that you are going to be happy is if you marry the man of your dreams, if you become the, the, the youngest CEO of a fortune 500 company, if you save all of your money and you retire early and you perfect your golf game, that's happiness. Now I'm sure there are some of your listeners that go, Oh yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. And there's probably some that go, Oh God, that sounds like the worst thing ever, right? So if, if the definition of success is how much money you're making, 
period, then what about the person who actually loves to travel and they want to spend as much time as they possibly can going to the remotest destinations ever, living in like mosquito ridden tents next to, you know, next to, and, and staying in huts and rivers. Money's not going to matter to them, but time off is going to matter to them. So all of a sudden what we're saying is, oh, sorry, you're not successful. Well, who's to say? And so for each one of us, We have different ideas about what our calling is going to be. What's the thing that we care about more than anything else? For some, it's going to be curing cancer and feeding the hungry. For others, it's going to be getting out of debt. For some, it's going to be working for an inspiring leader uh, or a company that whose brand means a lot to them. For some, it's going to be starting their own business. For some, it's going to be staying home with family. But for everybody, their calling is going to be their calling and only theirs. And the 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 you know social media and this comparison game, it's all about us giving voices in our our votes in our lives to people who shouldn't even have voices. Yeah, hundred percent. So Laura, I'd love to ask you what um what's the first step? You know, for anybody that's listening to this message that's saying absolutely, you know, I believe this and I want this for myself, what's the first step of really defining what success means to them and carving their own path and creating their best life. Yes. So I would say, um, you know, I often say to people, the first path is saying, screw the Joneses, you know, the Joneses, those, those people on your Facebook feed that have like the perfect little family and the perfect first day of school photo and the perfect travel photos looking over the sunset, you know, like all of them, <laughs> the people who are making us feel bad and realizing that we have to stop judging our, our, are bloopers by everybody else's highlight reels. So the first thing is to just, the first step is literally ignoring everybody else and no longer saying the definition of success was given to me by my mother, by a teacher, by a friend, by, you know, a neighbor, by a spouse, by whoever it was who told me what I should do, how I should raise my kids, how I should build my career, whatever the the thing is that I'm sort of carrying around in my, in my heavy laden rock filled backpack, right? It's like getting rid of all of those rocks and, 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 and not thinking about them anymore. So that's the first. Um, the second is to think about what makes you happy when you are at your best, when you are doing things that really mean something to you. It's Harvard Business Review calls this your, your, your fundamental state of leadership. This, when you like, think about a moment when you were just, you were, you were killing it. Right? You were firing on all cylinders. You were making it rain. You were closing a deal. You were getting the promotion. Whatever that thing was, you were on fire. Or maybe it was like a quiet private moment with a loved one or helping a colleague through a difficult situation, but something that we, that only you could help solve that problem. It doesn't have to be you know loud. It could be it could be public. It could be private. It could be big. It could be small. But when was there a moment? when you were the best at what you do because everything inside of you was aligned with the work that you were doing. And that's really your fundamental state of leadership. That's the person rather than leaning in to this, you know, fastest, most expedient path to the corner office, unless that's what you want, but rather than leaning into that, I want people to think about this fundamental state when they're at their very, very best and lean into that instead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been an honor to have you on the show. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and ask you, what's one book that you've read that's really made a massive impact on your life that you would share with us? 
So this is sort of a weird book and it's, it's, um, it's probably unusual because you probably get a lot of business books, but I would say that one of the most impactful books I ever read was uh, Stones from the River by a woman by the name of Ursula Heggie, H-E-I-G-I. And it's the story of a dwarf in World War II named Trudy Montag. And Trudy basically gets ignored by everybody around her because she's unusual um, and, and, and she's dismissed. And it turns out that people end up talking about lots of things like Nazi secrets around her. And so she's able to infiltrate into the resistance and actually help the resistance because people dismissed her. And I love that book because for me, it says we are not our stories. We are not the things that people assign to us. We actually have power and multitudes within us if we just pay attention. Absolutely. And what would you say, um, what's one quote that you live by? Do you have one specific that's you know, kind of your mantra throughout the day? I got to say, I got to go with Eleanor Roosevelt. Do the thing you think you cannot. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we like to call it the golden nugget here at Rise Up For You. What would your golden nugget be? You are stronger than you think. Hmm. Laura, how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? And tell us a little bit more about um, like the launch of your book and where we can find it, because I'm sure there's plenty of people that are interested in learning more. Yeah, so on all the socials, I'm Hey LGO, like Hey there, Hey LGO, and you can find me at HeyLGO.com. The book uh, launches officially on April 2nd, but is available for pre order now uh, on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, uh, anywhere fine books are sold. Um, and if people are wondering, well, how do I figure out how to get started? I've actually created a quiz online, LimitlessAssessment.com, and I'll say that again, LimitlessAssessment.com. Com, um, that walks people through how to figure out your calling, how to connect your, your work to that calling, how to figure out how your work contributes to your life, and how to control all of it. And um, it's a really great quiz. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes, about 60 questions, and it's a great place to start at LimitlessAssessment.com. Wonderful. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Laura. Uh, last and final question. As you know, we're the company Rise Up For You, all about helping individuals and companies become their best. What what does that phrase mean to you when you hear rise up for you? I think that, um, I believe that we all have so much more inside of us than we even realize and that our stories are not yet written. And I think that we owe it to ourselves to be the very best version of what we can be so that we can actually unlock and uncover all of those amazing multitudes. And so rise up for you really to me means you owe it to yourself to kick ass. Let's do it. I love that. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. It's been such an honor to speak with you. And thank you again for everything. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.